Welcome to Random Gaming Toolkits Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? Not too bad. Yep, doing alright. Uh, what have you? Uh, what have you been playing in the last week? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, unsurprisingly, I'm on the road again this week. Unfortunately, I will be home tomorrow, so it's not like a full week. Full week, but I have uh, uh, been gone yesterday. Um, today and then part of tomorrow i did get a decent push in uh um dragon quest 11 i'm nowhere near being quote unquote done with that game <laughs> right i keep hitting walls to where i'm trying to plow through the story but then you're severely under leveled for the boss fights that you get to so then i have to stop rewind a little bit and then grind for a couple you know hours or so to um try to get a, an, an extra level or two mm-hmm uh, Other than that, not a whole lot. Cool. So how is it going overall? Uh, uh, it's going good, but I can always tell um, semi-ish spoilers, but there's a part about a third of the way uh, through the uh, the quest, the um, the uh, story mode, where they split your party up completely. Like So it's just you by yourself. Mm-hmm. And then very slowly over the course of the next third of the game, you add in uh, uh, other party members. And I can always tell that I'm under leveled because of how higher of a level they are above me. So like right now, I think my main character is 33 and I just added a party member in that was 38, which right. when you get above the thirties, it does make a difference. So, hmm. all right. Uh, cool. So I've been continuing to play uh, call of duty season one. Uh, I'm of course talking about the, uh, their seasonal content. Uh, it's not a season of episodic call of duty games or something. Uh, I think everybody knows what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, they did their kind of content drop thing, still playing on uh, Crash, not Crash Bandicoot, Crash, the old nostalgic map from Modern Warfare. Uh, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare. I almost said Modern Warfare 4, but that's, that, that, that doesn't exist. Um, yeah, it's still great. It's still, you know, you have to be wary of what you're doing, and you do still have the situation. Um, there's been kind of an anno- annoying amount of times that, like, I've I've been guarding a door, right, that I think someone's about to walk through. And I'll have one of the two powerful shotguns in the game, and someone will have like an MP5, which is a submachine gun, a very good submachine gun. And I've shot the guy, I'm pretty sure, in the face, and uh, nothing happened on my end, and then he just shot me. So that that was a bit of a shame. Uh, I also started doing some uh, face cam uh, streams of the game, so if you want to watch me play the game and see me actually react to what I'm playing as opposed to just my voice... Uh, you can watch those. They're up on our YouTube channel, but uh, I'll put those on the site uh, at some point in the next, I don't know, couple of days or whatever. Uh, of course, you'll see when I've posted it because it will come up. Um, but uh, yeah, that that was fun to do. You know, I just had the the PlayStation camera plugged in through obviously the for, for the VR stuff and just clicked the camera on that came on, and then I just pressed start. It was pretty much as simple as that. So it, nice and con- nice and sort of conveniently easy for me to. Uh, how easy I was able to use that so that was pretty good stream that on Twitch of course so I'm going to try and do a little bit more of that um, yeah so that's been pretty good I've been, I've been mainly doing search and destroy actually it's it's just the the extra level of stakes that are there because you've only got a maximum of 11 lives 5 rounds and then 6 rounds yeah 11 that, that's the m- most amount of times you can get killed that that would mean that you'd get killed in every single round so it's just just the added nature of you know being careful and uh trying to just plan what you're doing and then you know there's always a difficult situation where it's you're the only one left on your team you can see because uh, you can see the other, the other team how many players they've got left alive and there's always a situation where there's two players left on the other team and then there's just you and they've planted the bomb and you've got like one minute to figure it out uh, which is always kind of uh, intense. But then again, if you're in that situation, you've outlived your team. So you've kind of succeeded in a way. Uh, but, you know, at that point, everyone's watching you because uh, you're being spectated. Because when you die in the game, in, in that particular game mode, it goes to spectator mode, which obviously means you just watch the other players until the next round. So your whole team's kind of watching you and all that, and it's uh, up to you. So, I mean, that, that's a fair amount to ask, isn't it? When it's... You've got to kill... Well, you don't have to kill them, I suppose. If you can either kill the two other players and then defuse the bomb or somehow defuse the bomb without the other two noticing then you've won that round unless you do that if the bomb either goes off or you get killed that round is over so that's uh it's quite a bit to ask so um yeah it's been pretty good i've also been doing some uh, free-for-all 
matches as well which is just uh you, you kind of when you do free for all matches you kind of realize like okay there's some rivalries going on in this particular corner of the map or these particular two corners and like because because when you get killed in a particular corner and someone knows okay you're probably going to be staying in that corner um someone else you will usually come back and try and find and get you so which which is usually quite fun it depends what you've got what you've got planned which is always fun so yeah still enjoying that quite a bit uh i can't remember what rank i am i think i'm 79 now because it got reset to 55 uh, for for the first season content, so yeah, it's been pretty good so far. Can't wait them to can't wait for them to add the other maps. Hopefully, hopefully they don't remove the other ones, uh, which I don't think that they'll do. But we'll see. Because um, I think they're gonna add the other maps in December, maybe. I'm not really sure. So yeah, that's been pretty good so far. I went to start um, medieval today, but didn't. Uh, that's gonna be the next kind of I suppose story based game that I'm gonna be playing, which is apparently supposed to be quite short. I know some of those PlayStation One games are like an hour or two long so um it, it, in length uh so that's going to be kind of, kind of interesting do you have any history with medieval the uh playstation series okay um but yeah it's apparently it's supposed to be quite short so we'll see how long it takes me to get through that um yeah that's that's pretty much been my gaming stuff i've, I've been of course uh binge watching some uh, lost in space as well the uh, netflix remake for season one which is getting season two on uh, Christmas Eve so I should be able to be caught up by then I've only got like two episodes left so I don't see why I wouldn't finish that in the next um when is, is Christmas next week no it's the week after isn't it yeah yeah because I know that our last Watchmen podcast is the 18th which is exactly a week before Christmas so anyway yeah that's what I've been playing uh let's get into some housekeeping and then we'll jump into some news afterwards Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right-hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. Sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon. There's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier that gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, another episode of Watching the Watchmen today, of course, for The Watchmen on HBO and Sky Atlantic. Um, Season 1, Episode 8 is the penultimate episode for the season, and next week will, of course, be the season finale. So we talked about Episode 8 today. Uh, Talked about the... I did a singular uh, podcast episode for the series finale of Silicon Valley. I was a bit disappointed, well, quite disappointed with it, and I wanted to discuss why to to uh, discuss why rather um you can only listen to that podcast really if you i mean you can listen to the podcast there's nothing stopping you from pressing play but um you should probably only listen to that if you've seen the series finale because i of course spoil the episode so um yeah i talked about that and that's pretty much a series wrap on uh silicon valley as well so uh let's play sunday's episode episode 18 for call of duty modern warfare um man united beat uh, Manchester City 2-1 away which of course at, was at the Etihad played very very well and I'm uh, really looking forward to Sunday's game against Everton we'll see how we do uh, and we seem to just be, in the, be doing the normal football thing which is playing really well against the big teams and then struggling against the little teams because you know that makes sense doesn't it uh, but yeah 2-1 to Man United so we did that um, CW Superheroes podcast we got the uh, Batwoman uh, mid-season finale we've also got the uh, flash mid-season finale as well and of course we've got crisis soon to talk about as well so that's going to be some fun um 
what else we got here uh gaming talk from last week we of course talked about playstation turning 25 we talked about some iconic games and some other bits and pieces from playstation we did of course talk about the resident evil 3 potential remake and today we are going to be talking about its full unveiling of course at this week's state of play and we also talked about uh, Persona 5 Royale as well. Um, and I'd also beat Tottenham 2-1 at home in another great game. Uh, that game, by the way, was streamed on Amazon. And that's very, very interesting. They're going to be doing, they're going to be showing some more games on uh, Amazon in the coming weeks. So uh, that should be kind of interesting to look forward to. Uh, what else have we got? Some video game reviews. A Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order spoiler-free. Death Stranding spoiler-free. And I also reviewed the Call of Duty Modern Warfare um multiplayer of course which is spoiler free anyway so uh yeah that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms let's move in some news Alright, what would you like to talk about today? Well, first up, we got some good old-fashioned rumors. Uh, according to a new report from Windows Central, uh, the uh, Project Anaconda, which, Anaconda <coughs> bleh, can't talk tonight, Anaconda, which is the uh, more powerful version of Project Scarlet, which I know blows my mind, the fact that they're making two SKUs at once, but whatever. Mm, yeah. um, they listed some targeted specifications for the hardware and the processing power. Uh, according to their sources, <clears throat> Anaconda is set to support an 8-core uh, uh, CPU clocking around 3.5 gigahertz. Uh, for perspective, the One X also has an 8-core, but it's at a 2.3 gigahertz, so that's a significant processor boost. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, well, well, the One X had uh, 12 gigs of RAM, 9 of which was dedicated to the games itself. Anaconda is supposedly guaranteeing 13 of its 16 uh, gig RAM uh, pool for games. So that's going to take a lot of the uh, processing power and just really ramp everything up. Uh, Microsoft is also pushing hard on the SSDs. Um, They use a proprietary what's called non-volatile memory express drive, which I don't know if you've ever seen uh, basically a PCI SSD. It's a little thing about the size take like what your standard like credit card would be and okay. then in terms of thickness and for the length of length of it uh, about the same as a credit card but for the height about a third of it and then imagine that to be like a half of a, a gig of hard drive space and then that plugs directly into the motherboard itself um, those kind of ssds usually have about twice the read write speed of the super thin cable uh, sata hard drives so that's the goal for that is obviously what Sony has talked about, about eliminating uh, uh, load times, uh, either eliminating them or at least completely uh, making them as minimal as possible. And if they are doing that and if they are doubling the read-write speed of those drives, then that's going to be freakishly fast. Um, and the other final number through the processing power uh, is they're going to try to hit uh, 12 teraflops uh, on the Anaconda. Um, if you remember when the One X first came out, they were everybody was losing their shit because they were hitting six teraflops. And while technically that's not going to be twice the uh, power, um, it is going to have a significant boost in its processing speed. Now, obviously, these are targets, and this is a leak, but Windows Central is pretty good at getting, if not accurate, then pretty darn close to when they make uh, announcements like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of think that for the launch, at least, that they should just be focusing on on Scarlet. Um, I know there's been rumors about like the whole what was it Lockhart or whatever the thing was called, mm-hmm. uh, and then one of these other uh, iterations of the console. But I just think that for your launch, you sort of need to just go with with one model. Now I'm no console seller or manufacturer, so maybe I don't quite know. Um, what I'm talking about in terms of that, but I just think in terms of marketing and and come out with as much of a simple launch as possible. You know, you don't want to mix mix the message too much at launch because you want to do a lot better than what you did, of course, last generation. Um, but yeah, just think in terms of for the first iterations, just come out with one version and say, okay, this does this machine does this thing, 
and then in about two or three years when they probably will do what a ps5 slim and a, a scarlet slim or what whatever they're going to do uh then you can start probably doing these like lockhart or whatever the hell these other things are going to be called so yeah um, that, that, that's how i think they should do things i mean i can understand a bit having a choice because when the uh xbox one did launch there was and i thought there would be like two or three SKUs with different uh, hard drive sizes but they just had the one mm-hmm. um so i can understand maybe having two SKUs at launch like saying having an all digital one like with the one s it's a digital mm-hmm. and then having one that does have the disk drive maybe have them even at the same price point just to see because i still use the disk drive every now and then now granted it's to play movies uh when i don't want to bother bogging down my internet speed with uh, streaming or it's a movie that's not on a streaming service yet mm-hmm. um so there is that but i could see at least two SKUs. i mean if you had several powers uh so in uh, identical power levels for the two different uh, consoles and just have the big difference being uh, the optical drive for CDs and DVDs and Blu-rays and 4K discs. You know, I could see that as two, app, you know, options. But, you know, they've been hyping up Scarlet uh, for the next refresh and having something relatively close to that launch that's going to be even more powerful doesn't make sense unless they plan yeah. on, on coming out. Yeah. Like like this Anaconda one, unless that's also the, would you say, like the... The Lockhorn or something like that? A Lockhart is the name I've seen. Lockhart, yeah. yeah. They might just be like the same project and just be giving random names. <laughs> I, it's entirely possible that they're giving random names to different departments to see what leaks out. That's an easy way to, to track a leak is to give different projects different names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But p- past that, you know, it's just I'm, I'm curious for next year just to have this all done. But the real big thing is going to be price point when that finally comes out. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm also just excited to see what these things look like. Uh, I know, I know, we've seen this supposed PS5 thing, which is obviously the dev kit. But um, yeah, j- just when when we get that first moment of like, here's the PS5, here is the Xbox Scarlet or whatever, um, will will be of course big moments as well. So yeah, and I'm one of the few people that actually likes the look of the PS5 dev kit because at least it looks different. At least it's not like a, a generic square box on the desk or the counter or the underneath the TV or wherever it is. Mm-hmm. Cool. What else do you want to talk about? Oh, well, we finally get a little bit of reciprocation on the uh, non-Sony end for all of Microsoft's playing nice with all the IPs that it technically owns and could make exclusive to the Microsoft platform. Uh, MLB, the show, will go multi-platinum, multi-platform for the first time ever since two, uh, um, first time ever next year. Uh, Microsoft, uh, Sony rather, has had the exclusive license to MLB characters, names, and teams uh, for several years now. But uh, actually, when I say several years, I mean 20 years. That's how long that the title has been officially exclusive to the Sony platform. Uh, so if you're not multi, you know, uh, platform player, or you just want to get your achievements and not trophies playing the MLB games, uh, hopefully starting next year, but more than likely probably going to be 2021 is when that'll kick off. Uh, but you can start eventually, uh, playing MLB licensed games on your non Sony console. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember when I first found out about this game, and I was like, "Why is there a sports game that's a PlayStation exclusive?" That made like no sense to me because, because obviously, in terms of sports games, I think of you know FIFA, Pro Evolution Soccer, sometimes, uh, and some other things. And like, if you were to say to someone like, "Okay, FIFA is only going to be on PlayStation or something like that," or Pro Evolution Soccer is only going to be on Xbox, you'd be like, "What? Why is there a sports game that's only on the the thing?" Obviously, it's to do with licenses and contracts and all that fun stuff um but yes i think this is really really good news i don't think that this is an exclusive that sony uh like needs in terms of like okay let's say like god of war was coming to xbox i think that would be a bigger deal than mlb just just again because mlb is what like it's major league baseball i think it is Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because it's it's baseball like what, what does it matter if it's on xbox as well as to you know if god of war came to xbox one or spider man came to xbox one um, I think that would be a much, much bigger deal. So I think it makes sense. I think it's good. Um, I'm surprised it took so long. Uh, of course, there's probably contracts that were running out and negotiations that were happening and whatnot, so that, which has caused this. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, as much as I like FIFA and everything, it's great that 
uh, I guess there could have potentially been a situation maybe where this slipped away from Sony and maybe went to like EA or something and then you just have a completely different kind of product but yeah at the end of the day just like in terms of okay it doesn't matter that this isn't exclusive uh, or that it didn't matter that it was exclusive because it sort of didn't make sense that it was if uh, if I'm making sense with that because um, again it's a sports game what was it kind of matter so um, but yeah great for Xbox players that want a uh, I guess a baseball sim so um, yeah hopefully you guys look forward to that it's not going to be something I'm venturing into because I'm obviously on the, the FIFA and the football or soccer uh, side of things so yeah it's good stuff yeah somebody in one of the facebook groups that a man posted a fake uh leak quote-unquote from the game awards coming up and it showed uh horizon zero dawn as coming to xbox that ain't gonna happen <laughs> no i don't think it is so actually there was a photo that was i think i've got it on my phone let me just quickly bring it up someone posted a photo of all of the yeah i've got it here all of the Sony-owned studios and Gorilla is listed, obviously under mm-hmm. a picture with uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. So, um, and for a long time too, uh, Sony Computer Entertainment bought out Gorilla Games in December of 2005. Mm-hmm. So that's how long they've owned them. So that tells you, yeah, that ain't gonna happen. Yeah, let me just quickly read out these. You've got uh, Polyphony. What does that say? Polyphony Digital, rather, uh, London Studio, mm-hmm. who's recently made London Studio, who's recently made a uh, Blood and Truth. You got Japan Studio. It's got a picture of um, Gravity Rush. Nobody really talks about that game. Uh, Pixel Lopus, who did Concrete Genie, Grilla, um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Then it's got X Dev, um, the guy, uh, Eternal Development um, Studio Europe. It's got a picture of uh, Until Dawn. Then it's got San Diego Studio, MLB the Show. Uh, Santa Monica Studio, um, which is God of War. Then it's got something called Visual Arts, something else. Uh, and then it says Manchester Manchester Studio, uh, and it's got a picture of someone with uh, some VR stuff on. Uh, and then Ben Studio, of course, for uh, Days Gone, Naughty Dog, Last of Us, uh, Media Molecule, Dreams, uh, Sucker Punch, who is doing Ghost of Tsushima. And then it's got um, Sony San Diego Studios for some reason, which is supposed to say it in some of that because it's got a picture of Spider Man. And then, what is this last one? Uh, Forward Works? I think it's to do with mobile, because it's got uh, a picture of someone playing a mobile game. Yeah, so that's, I think, all the studios that Sony owns. So, yeah, it would make sense that uh, Horizon stays on PlayStation. So, uh, of course, Kojima Productions isn't in there. That's a second-party exclusive with uh, Death Stranding. So, mm-hmm. uh, anyway, yeah, well, what do you think of MLB The Show arriving on the Xbox? Uh, well, I'm not a sports gamer, as long-time listeners of the podcast know. I don't really mm-hmm. play them. I find, you know, they're fun when you get, like, a buddy or two on the couch, a couple of beers, you can talk smack to each other after a good play or a bad play. And that's regardless of whatever sports game it is. Uh, but, you know, the online thing, there's too much rage quitting and too much, you know, bailing. Oh, I'm down for nothing. I'm, you know, just quit now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too you much got, of that. you got to work out how to score four goals simple as that <laughs> yeah yeah uh so. but you know anything that gets the the same game into more gamers hands i'm always good for plus if it does come out you know in 2021 by then cross-platform will be a thing mm. um so we'll get more people playing the online games which is never a bad thing so yeah yeah there's cross-platform play on a uh, modern warfare although i've not noticed like a difference um yeah. but i i don't know so yeah, the only time you can really tell if it's a different platform or not is that with the Sony usernames, uh, spaces are not allowed. So if you see okay. a name that's got like an underscore on it, odds are it's a PS4 user. Not It's not 100% given, but mm-hmm. if you see a name with like a space in it, it's either going to be a, a PC or an Xbox. Okay, I'll look out for that. Uh, cool, what else do you want to talk about today? Uh, well, for anybody that's watched like, you know, gone to random Twitch streams or, you know, seeing random YouTube clips of a goose doing, like, random things and you're just wondering what the hell is that about. Uh, Untitled Goose Game uh, is coming to PS4 and Xbox One on December 17th. Uh, This game was initially launched on the Switch three months ago, and I've seen a little bit of it. It it seems like a less chaotic uh, goat simulator. I don't know if you ever played that game That's a good way to describe it, Yeah. Yeah. So basically, you're just a goose, which I don't know about in the UK, but generally in the US, gooses are assholes. They just 
get in the way of everything, honk incessantly. If you go anywhere near them, they hiss like a cobra. Right. That, that's like another slang term for them around here is cobra duck. <laughs> is That's basic with the R. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a fairly simple game. Uh, you get like a weird list of objecti- objectives. So you got to run around, honk at people, pick up things, uh, piss off people. Uh, so it's you know simple artistic design looks kind of cool. Uh, if you're uh, Xbox uh, player, it will be on Game Pass uh, at launch, and this is according to the official Xbox Game Pass Twitter account. Um, but if you're a PS4 player, it's going to be twenty dollars US and going to have a twenty five percent discount at the initial launch. So if you go into pre-orders. Uh, you might be able to get uh, that discounted price. So it's fairly, you know, it's a basic game, but it's at a very reasonable price. Uh, uh, extra reasonable if you're a Game Pass or Game Pass Ultimate subscriber because you get to try it out for free. So, mm-hmm. Just going to check if Boomerang have got this while I talk about the game. Um, I don't think so because I think it's like a digital only. Okay, I'll just have a quick look. But uh, Oh, Blair Witch is coming to Xbox. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean... It, it kind of looks interesting. I'm interested to know, okay, what, uh, how simple are the objectives, and how um, I, I'm assuming they change and get it a little bit more difficult. Like I, I saw, I remember seeing in the trailer, like you steal this guy's keys, and like mm-hmm. you steal other bits and pieces. Is it going to be like, okay, you've got to do like more elaborate things as you as you go through the game? It'll be interesting to see. And like you like you said for um, Game Pass members, you'll be able to get this just added to your subscription which is always a good idea um so which is good uh yeah so i'm interested to play the game i don't think uh, i'm gonna see if uh i mean it's not on this list here uh i might just ask them if they're gonna get it but um yeah it'd be interesting to see what it's like and um i i do really like your description of it it is kind of a less chaotic i mean because goat simulator is one of the craziest games i've ever seen just in terms of like they've had like just some crazy stuff that's happening in there but uh yeah there's more of a controlled grounded version of that uh and i literally mean grounded because i've seen the goat fly through the air in goat simulator so uh, i think i've played like five minutes of goat simulator i can't remember if i actually have but uh it, it it looked interesting for what it was it's not really my type of game but um if this is a bit more casual a bit more controlled and it's like okay you're, you're doing fun things as a geese which what other game do you do that in um yeah uh, they might be pretty good. So, what do you think? Plus, um, with the holidays right around the corner, Microsoft is bound to have you know one dollar Game Pass for a month or for three months sales. Yeah, which I they think they're doing that do now. This. So, yeah, you know, so you could you know spend a buck, try Game Pass for three months, and if you don't like Goose Games, there's literally a hundred plus other games on Game Pass mm-hmm. that if you haven't gotten around to try, you know, you could give it a whirl, see what's up. Yeah, you can probably also play Gears of War. So, mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite franchises, and probably Ori as well. The first one I would imagine is on there. So, uh, cool. What else do you want to talk about? Uh, well, the last big thing that I have to talk about is that CD Projekt Red is ending console support for Gwent: The Witcher card game. Uh, so, what is going on is that as of a week ago, December fourth, players uh, were no longer able to make in-game purchases using real money. And as of December 9th, matchmaking on consoles was discontinued, and the game will eventually sunset, but they do not give a specific date on that. Um, The game is still being supported on PC and mobile, so if you are a PS4 or Xbox One uh, Gwent user, uh, CD Projekt Red is giving you an option to copy the progress of your accounts to GOG, and then copy that progress to a mobile or PC version. Uh, this will be done through a website that, that went live on December 9th. Uh, players will be able to copy their accounts this way until June 9th. Um, I guess I did put a date. I just didn't. I missed it because it was mixed in with the transfer. Mm-hmm. So as of June 9th, uh, the console versions will cease operations. Uh, the process will allow players to copy the following progression. All collected ornaments, all currencies, uh, all collected cards, all created death lists, all account levels, uh, the current rank, any throne baker, throne breaker rewards, and con- uh, contracts. Which I don't know what contracts is. I never played the game. 
according to CD Projekt Red, when we quote when we launched the console version of went back in 2017, our intention was to provide console players with the same level of support as their PC counterparts. However, after launching Gwent on iOS and Android coming soon, the number of supported platforms would significantly increase. Looking to the future, we do not believe that we can support a growing number of different versions of Gwent on different platforms while improving uh, feature parity between them. Uh, So it sounds like either nobody was really playing on the console or their PC slash mobile was getting so big that uh, they really couldn't keep up with anything else, so they're going to pare down. And I'm okay with this on some level because, one, they're not saying if you've done it on console, screw you, you have to start over. They are giving you the option to transfer your progress. And, two, if they don't think they can give the best support on multiple platforms, then scaling it down to the most popular ones does make the most sense. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, In terms of me and Gwent, I was far too distracted in Witcher, killing things and surviving and progressing the very long story. Very long, very good story. Um, I I got to the point where um I think I'd done the the, the tutorial of Gwent or something, but I never once played it in the game. Um, I was just like I said more interested in playing the Witch of the game itself. So in terms of like the digital card game, the free version or whatever, I never really touched it. But um, yeah, like you said, they're not like saying sort of screw you sort of thing, which again goes along with um. I suppose you could say CD Projekt Red's attitude, which has been very, very good, uh, at least the last, what, five or six years or however long, but probably further back than that. But, uh, you know, at least from their treatment of The Witcher 3, which was amazing, their the conversations around, you know, Cyberpunk and what they're doing with that and the whole we don't do greed thing and then them kind of their support of... Uh, the free version of Gwent. Um, so yeah, they continue to be one of the better companies in in video games. Um, and of course, we're both looking forward. To, I mean, you, you more than more so than myself, looking forward to uh, Cyberpunk next year. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, I mean, I'm still looking forward to it, but it's your most anticipated game, and mine is Last of Us Two. So, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, for those of you that play it, let us know how you feel about this. Uh, are you going to try and move to a different uh, platform with it or whatever? Um, and um, yeah, what what are you guys going to kind of do? Um, let us know. So, but apart from that, I don't have too much else to say about it. I did hear about. Um, I think I was listening to Sacred Symbols today. Um, the, uh, the this week's episode because I am one of the their uh, Patreon supporters. Um, and uh, I think Colin mentioned one of the Elder Scrolls card games getting taken offline or something like that. And it kind of just made me think for a minute about Bethesda. And I just want to kind of throw this in here as a comment. Less, what does Bethesda do if Doom Eternal isn't good? Because, you know, um, Fallout 76, as lo- as much as I can see it in my eyes, failure. Um, you've got uh, Wolfenstein in New Order. Not necessarily a failure, but not anywhere close to what gamers wanted. Uh, you had, um, what was the game before that, that they had that wasn't very good? Uh, there was something else that they recently kind of release that wasn't great and you know doom being one of their biggest franchises what do they do if doom eternal isn't good um i don't really know they did uh, um wolfenstein which had mixed reviews so yeah that's that wolfenstein and Fallout like 76 was the two that i was uh talking about there's another game that they didn't do very well with but i can't remember what one it was so um i can't think of what it was but uh yeah we'll see what uh, happens with gwent obviously and um yeah, go from there. So, but of course, we're both looking forward to Cyberpunk next year, and that will probably be their next uh, release of something. So, uh, anything else about this? Uh, no. I mean, it's for if you're just exclusive to uh, the console players, then that's kind of a bummer. But you know, it is what it is. So, mm-hmm. I mean, with the, the this is just obviously in my opinion. I can only speak to my own opinion. Things like card games, kind of feel to me like they suit more of a switch mobile-esque type of market just that kind of handheld more on the go kind of thing you know you're you're doing whatever with your cards while you're on your commute that kind of thing as opposed to like okay i'm at home i've got my big screen and i want to play a card game on the screen which you might want to do but it just seems like more of an on-the-go mobile kind of thing um would you agree with that yeah i mean to a point but when it's a competitive card game then you're going to need some kind of internet connection Mm-hmm. Um, the only time that I really do uh, um, card games like that is if I need to watch a specific video, I'll usually fire up uh, a, a Magic the Gathering Arena on my PC on one window, 
and then have uh, that going on for whatever on my second uh, video, on my second screen, rather. So Okay. All right, what else do you want to talk about today? Uh, well, that was really kind of all I had. I mean, we do have um, the uh, state of play from uh, Sony, but a couple things that I know you wanted to talk about yeah. uh, kind of intersect with that. So I'll let you go first, and then we can finish off with everything else. Cool. All right, so yes, as we discussed last week with the PSN leaks and the image leaks and all that sort of thing, uh, Resident Evil 3 is being remade, and the Project Resistance is going to be a multiplayer component of it. Um, yeah, they released a trailer during State of Play, showed small snippets of gameplay, you know, it was more of a, a bit more of a just reveal trailer than anything else, but they did show a few snippets of uh, third-person gameplay and a first-person gameplay as well, and they showed a little tease of the uh, the Nemesis with the whole eye opening and whatnot. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm excited for this. I really enjoyed Resident Evil 2 once I went back to it and put it on easy, uh, which I'm not ashamed of, it was a difficult game. Um, <laughs> uh... Yeah, I, I really enjoyed Resident Evil 2. I really enjoyed what uh, Capcom kind of did with that. I don't have any like nostalgia for the series itself, but that doesn't mean I can't enjoy it, of course. Um, so if they are doing basically the same, giving the same treatment to Resident Evil 3 as opposed, uh, the same as what they did with Resident Evil 2, I see no reason to be excited. Um, so yeah, it comes out on the 3rd of April 2020, which is two weeks, one week before Cyberpunk. Um, Ten days. No, no. 13 days, yeah, because it's the 16th of April, isn't it, that uh, Cyberpunk comes out. It's the day before my birthday, so. Um, yeah, what do you think of uh, Resident Evil 3 getting the remake treatment? Or the remastered treatment, uh, rather, whatever. Well, I was never really the biggest Resident Evil fan. I played the games randomly on and off, but I know some people are, like, super, super excited for it. Mm. Um, and I know that the sales for Resident Evil 2 were really good. <laughs> um, so, obviously that wasn't the initial thing as far along as they are and as short as resident evil 2 remake came out because that's that's what less than a year old yeah it came out in uh january this year resident evil 2 yeah yeah the remake so the res the resident evil 3 they had to be working on for a while but i'm sure mm. once they saw the sale numbers for two it just made them you know much more confident that three would be a big hit mm-hmm. uh the 4v1 thing uh those sometimes work sometimes don't um, if you've ever seen videos for Dead by Daylight, you know that's fairly popular on stream. Yep, I played uh, a little with bit. Well known, it was, it was well it known was, streamers. It was good, um, but I was a bit disappointed that you had to unlock like some of the uh, characters and whatnot. But I played as a survivor basically for most of it because it was like Ghostface and stuff, and I like Scream, so uh, that was kind of cool. I think it's on Game yep. Pass. I think, pretty sure I it don't is. No, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what I got it from. And then I played it for a bit. So uh, it's also yeah. on Switch and PS4 if you want to get it on those. Yeah, but then you have games like Evolve or whatever that untitled uh, Fable game that never came out was. You mm. know, sometimes they don't work or sometimes they don't come out at all. So yeah, yeah, you never know. Um, but yeah, I think I th- I actually think tying that into Resident Evil Three is a very very smart decision because then even if um the project resistance doesn't like take off or whatever not saying a failure but i'm saying in terms of like let's say people just stop playing after a bit and they get the game just for resident evil 3 that's still going to do pretty well in terms of their sales uh and i mean word of mouth from resident evil 2 was really really good and a lot of people like recommended it and everything and um yeah i i i just think that's a a very very smart thing for them to to have kind of done because whether you're buying it for resistance or for resident evil 3 the campaign or both they've got your sale. So I think that's a pretty good way to, to sort of do that. Because I was initially quite sceptical of when it was like, okay, there might be a Resident Evil 3 remake on the horizon, then there was this Project Resistance, and I was like, okay, wh- what are you doing, Capcom? Why are you making this Project Resistance thing? Because I thought that if they released that as a separate game and had like this weird standalone multiplayer thing, that that wouldn't be very successful. So, um, yeah, great idea for them to, to tie them together, I think. Um, do you think they made a smart decision with that? Yeah, absolutely, because then you'll get the Resident Evil 3, and I'm sure that, like, skins and whatever, because they've already announced pre-ordering, you get some classic skins from Resident Evil 3. I'm sure playing the game will unlock some skins in the 4v1, and that'll just encourage some people to play the single player if they just want to play the 4v1. Um, And then... Yeah, the multiplayer yeah. thing. It's e- for me, it's easier just to think of it as a 4v1 versus an actual multiplayer because it's not like a, 
you know, a Destiny or a <laughs> you know, Call of Duty or something like that. All right. Cool. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to that in how many months away is April? Four? Four and a half. Four and a bit. Depending yeah. on when the launch is. Right. Uh, right at the beginning of April. So, um, yeah, good stuff. Uh, Dreams, the game that's been in development. I think Colin Moriarty's recently said it was like, 10 years or something. Seven, 10 years maybe. I've, I don't know what he last said about that. Uh, Dreams finally has a release date. Of course, it has been in early access for a little while. You can actually go on PlayStation and buy the early access version. Uh, I think it's like £30 or something. I can't quite remember. I think that's what I saw for last time. Uh, But Dreams is getting its full release on Valentine's Day for 2020, which is obviously February 14th. I'm most intrigued for two ideas, one of which is because I've already seen some things that people have been making for this game, uh, one specifically obviously the Crash Bandicoot thing that I've seen be fan-made, uh, which again, you know, I know it's fan-made, my expectations are a bit lower, I know it's not a developer, etc, but I'm still intrigued by that. The other thing is they did actually say that Dreams has a campaign of its own made by the developers itself, so it's not just a tool kind of thing, um, so I'm intrigued to see what that is as well. Um, and yeah, just to see kind of what people make, and there's been a lot of talk about, you know, uh, what what's stopping a gamer from, like, remaking uh, Dead Space 3, or put, putting PT into Dreams, or making Metal Gear Solid 6, or something, I know, I know that'd be very ambitious, but, um, or like remaking Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, or something like that, and I don't really think you can restrict that necessarily, because, you know, those, those are gamers that are making a game within a game that's a tool as opposed to trying to make a game and sell it so um yeah what are your thoughts on dreams we've not really talked about it that much on the podcast but uh, other than when there's been news obviously this is a big piece so what do you think uh it's just one of those things that you know they're gonna have uh some of the developer stuff Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day the bulk of it is going to be requiring other people to make games themselves so one of those things that kind of doomed uh, uh, Project Spark was that not enough people were doing that. So Yeah, yeah. I did try um, Project Spark for a bit. I tried making this little zombie game and it just didn't come together. Um, I, I don't know if it was a lack of me doing something wrong or like I felt a bit limited with the game's tools. So hopefully Dreams will be a bit better than uh, than that. And uh, I mean, it's been in development for long enough, so hopefully it's very, very good. So... Yeah, February February fourteenth for that. So um, that's what I'll probably be doing on that day. So <laughs> uh, cool. So Ghost of Tsushima got shown off for about five seconds, and a new trailer is going to be arriving at the Game Awards. Um, what's your uh, excitement levels for Ghost of Tsushima? Uh kind of mixed. It's one of those things that uh, um, I'm really intrigued in terms of whether or not it's going to be as good as. Ant- people are saying it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, the video that they did show, uh, two things caught my eye. One is that it said that it was running on a PS4, on a pro version. So it's not going to be a PS5 exclusive as some people thought it might have been, or a PS5 launch rather. And it is uh, going to be running on this current console, but it was running on a pro, so we don't know how well that uh, is going to run on like a standard version or whatever Mm -hmm. um yeah i'm excited for another sword game i think that's going to be pretty cool and i i'm kind of looking at this and thinking like okay can i get a um oh god what was that game called what was the um uh sekiro i'm I'm trying to think Uh, sekiro shadows die twice yeah yeah yeah, i was going to say the bloodborne developers and then it came to my mind um i'm kind of hoping that this if this has similar themes which it seems to kind of do if this will be like a easier Sekiro for me now I enjoyed Sekiro I played a good amount of it but the boss fights just got a bit too ridiculous for me I got too frustrated and I quit it's as simple as that Um, but I enjoyed what I played of it I thought the game itself was very very good I'm kind of hoping I can get the same experience from this maybe a little bit better in terms of story and stuff Uh, I know there was obviously a decent story in um, uh, Sekiro but obviously I didn't finish it so I don't know how the story ends and that um, I'm hoping, I'm basically hoping for more of a Jedi Fallen Order kind of thing where it's like, okay, this is just a touch easier so that I've still got the challenge there, um, but like I can get through the game kind of thing. Because that's, that's kind of how I felt about um, Star Wars was like, okay, it's it's kind of got the 
Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is Star Wars meets Uncharted meets Sekiro, in, at least in my eyes. Um, it's got some very Uncharted climbing type of stuff, and it's got a lot of, I mean, it's literally got meditation uh, kind of spots that work exactly the same way that they do in uh, Sekiro. So I'm kind of hoping that this is just basically a slightly e easier Sekiro with obviously different story, different characters, that sort of thing. So that's kind of where I'm at with the game. And just in terms of a cool, like, samurai sort of game, like, what weapons am I going to get? And that sort of thing. So obviously we'll see uh, more at the Game Awards. Um, which I will be watching on Friday morning. Because it's going to be airing way too late for me on a Thursday night. So um, yeah. That's uh, that's the three things that I wrote down. And there's a couple of more things. Um, did you have anything else written down? From, no, uh, not really. No. No? Okay. Um, yeah, that's the three news pieces I got. I knew that uh, State of Play was going to be the biggest thing. So uh, that's the only things I wrote down. Um yeah so game awards is tomorrow we'll of course be covering that next week on wednesday which will be the final gaming talk of the year because that would actually be the last week of production for entertainment talk for the year uh so we'll be doing that um excited for the game awards like announcements wise awards wise where are you kind of uh feeling uh, mildly curious so okay um all right we got some emails this week so you can send those into matthew at entertainment talk.org twitter e talk uk there's a contact page and information in your show notes kaylee says Hey fellas, with Dreams finally getting a PS4 release date for Valentine's Day, what do you think that means for PS5 um, with it launching at the end of the same year? Uh, I mean, they've got to do backwards compatibility. That's the only... Um, unless you port it to PS5, um, I don't know what else, what other answer you can kind of have. The only, the only other, other thing, of course, is let's say you get the game... Let's say you, um, what's it, you get a PS5, you download... A backwards compatible version of uh, of Dreams. Hopefully, that doesn't restrict you making or downloading like PS4 made levels. Because let's say you make a level on PS5. Hopefully, those like work work both ways. Basically, like even even if you made a level on a PS5 save file, hopefully that would also work on PS4. Because I don't know why it wouldn't really. Um, but yeah, I think that's just the kind of the simple answer for me is you've got to make it backwards compatible. Otherwise, you are kind of stranding um, a creation game which should be lasting for a few years on a console right before a new one launches. So what, what do you think that they're going to do with their uh, dreams? Uh, kind of the same, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things they kind of, like you said, have to do. Uh, but then the real question is going to be with all the user-created stuff, will that be competitive, competitive between the 4 and the 5? I hope so, yeah. Um that would kind of suck if, like, uh, supposing you, your friend comes into work or whatever, like, hey, I'll be working on this um, this level for Dreams, I want you to try it out, I made it on PS4, and then you say, okay, I've, I've been playing the game on PS5. Um, I mean, could you could you do it to where, let's say you've still got your PS4, could you then just log into your same version on PS4 maybe, but then you still have to use a different console, so that kind of defeats the whole purpose, doesn't it? So, yeah. um, I, I, I don't know. Uh and then to kind of expand on that, that's that's the one thing that I've really had a lot of questions on that I know we're not going to get any answers to until PS5 launches. Because mm -hmm. I talked about this about maybe like a year ago on the podcast when we were talking about this kind of a thing. And I said that Microsoft had really future-proofed itself with all the things that it had done. Like when Scarlet comes out and then when Anaconda or... Nighthawk or Longhorn or you know Texas Roadhouse or Outback Steakhouse or whatever the hell they call right. the upgraded version of the console, we already know everything's going to be backwards compatible because everything's already backwards compatible. Mm -hmm. We know there's not going to be different SKUs for different versions of consoles because there's already not different prices for different games for different consoles. All, all of those are still questions and up in the air when the PS4 to PS5 uh, rollover occurs. We still don't know those things. And we're not going to know those things for at least another year. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, you know, all the streamers, all the news gamers, all the people that can afford to buy the console day one are still going to buy the console day one. So it's not going to affect those sales at all. But, you know, somebody like myself that, you know, doesn't use the PS4 a whole lot, uh, you know, it's a little tight on funds from time to time. I, you know, if I do choose to upgrade a console, odds are it's probably going to be my Xbox before I upgrade my PS4. Just because I don't want to have that game. Oh, I remember that game I bought a long time ago, and 
Never got around to it. I need to start that again. Up, oh, not upgrade, not uh, compatible yet on the uh, backwards compatible, yeah. or something that I bought yeah. digitally that I need to get around to playing. Nope, not compatible. Can't do it. Yeah, uh, those are questions that I don't have to ask on the Microsoft platform. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I completely agree with that. Uh, I mean, there's no arguing against that really in terms of you know compatibility um and uh, supposing you're a twitch streamer right and you're like hey it's dreams launch day i'm gonna spend i don't know two or three i don't know how long it would take to make a level but let's say two hours for an example right you do a two hours uh, yeah you do a two hour stream uh and then you say okay i made this uh spyro level or something right i'm just trying to think of random examples and then you say hey end of stream you know you guys go and check out the level and then i'll be back I don't know the next day or whenever you're going to be back um, and I'll do like a Q&A about the level I made or something like that I'm making up a hypothetical situation of course and then let's say you have a bunch of your community presumably who've watched the stream and are playing the level and you made that level on PS5 and a bunch of a bunch of your community have said hey you know we can't quite get the PS5 yet funds, time etc whatever the reason may be we're still on PS4 we're still maybe playing this and that hey sorry we can't play your uh, level that you you spent like two hours making or whatever because it's not compatible sort of thing um or like hey we sold our ps4 uh to get a ps5 you know because we wanted to play all the all the new games that are coming out and like oh you made the level on you know the, the other way around basically um mm-hmm. and it's not compatible that that's going to kind of suck and i know that's a very random hypothetical sort of situation but there's going to be similar situations that may be like that so we'll just have to wait and see so but i think we answered uh kaylee's question there uh, Peter says, with Resident Evil 3, um, what do you both want from it and the future of Resident Evil? So, uh, presum- presuming this Resident Evil 3 remake is very, very good, which I assume it's going to be, because I assume it's going to have the same level of quality as Resident Evil 2 remake. Could be wrong, or could be right, I won't know until the game comes out, or until I play it at least. Um, I kind of want them to go, okay, so they've been, obviously they're continuing down the track right resident evil 2 and then 3 i assume they're going to do 4 after 4 is a very critically acclaimed uh resident evil 5 game ignore 5 ignore 6 um i don't know what 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 came before between 6 and 7 there was like revelations season 1 and 2 or something like that That, that's where you had a bunch of like really bad games um i also don't care about resident evil 5 or 6 i've played resident evil 5 and finished it for reasons i still don't understand um Um, but then on what I think you should do, of course you don't remake Resident Evil 7 because it's a current gen game. I'd prefer if they, let's say they take all the feedback from the remakes of 2, 3 and presumably 4, right? You then rake and, rake? You then make a Resident Evil 8 with that feedback. Maybe you do include some first person uh, Resident Evil 7-esque sort of stuff, which it looks like you might get in the 3 remake. Uh, you then take the good gameplay quality from... Um, the third person stuff from the two remake and what's probably going to be in the three remake and you just make a new game out of that um timeline wise and character wise i haven't got a clue what you would do because i don't really know the timeline of, of everything um but that's what i would like from uh, resident evil how about you yeah like i said before early in the <coughs> podcast it's not a game that i play mm-hmm. uh so my only real hope is that for the people that are huge fans of it that it meets or exceeds their expectations yep yep um yeah i suppose that's all you can really kind of ask for so yep. uh, and it'll be interesting with uh let's say they do make resident evil 8 which i'm assuming they're gonna do eventually if they keep having this level level of success or level of success i can't really talk today um let's say that uh the project resistance thing is a success i wonder if they find a way of like hey can we do something similar with a Resident Evil 8 or even with a, a, a 4 remake I wonder if you can do something similar there so yeah we'll see what the future holds but it looks bright for once for the future of Resident Evil so it looked very very bleak at one point um, <laughs> when uh, 5 and 6 came out um, mm-hmm. at least in my opinion they're really bad games so um, and sometimes I do ask myself why did I finish Resident Evil 5 because I still don't really know so I think I just yeah. got so close to the end of it I was like okay I'm just going to kind of finish it that's the only reason i can come up with so um one of one of the most frustrating games i've ever played so (laughs) all right uh breaking news alert uh this just hit my alert feed five minutes ago oh according to a video that was swiftly deleted from microsoft xbox south africa's twitter account cyberpunk 2077 is just one of the big titles that will be arriving to microsoft game pass Mm. Like I said, this is completely a rumor. 
and it was completely <laughs> deleted very, very quickly. Like the uh, tweet shows uh, 2.10 p.m. December 11th, which is when we're recording. And then it was deleted at uh, 2.49 the same day. And I don't know what time zone 2.10 p.m. It doesn't say, obviously, because these are just screenshots from uh, uh, Twitter Archive. Um, so mm-hmm. if it's fake, man, that's a bummer. But if that's real, whoa, that's a game changer. That, that's a pretty big one, yeah. And you yeah. can probably guess that they'll do the same thing, either, either a, a dollar for a month or three months. I think that that, will, mm-hmm. that, that sounds quite likely that that would happen. Um, of course, we don't know yet, but uh, that that seems like something Microsoft would try and pull off, uh, and in a very positive way, you know, servicing the people that have Game Pass, trying to do what they can for that, which they've shown that they obviously care about. So yeah, um, and as I understand it, for the studios that they don't own, basically they just offer them a bunch of money up front to have it as as have it as part of Game Pass service versus something that they can buy. Uh, now with a with a company like CD Projekt Red, I don't know that they would need that money because I'm sure they've got a ton of uh, pre-orders for this game. I've pre-ordered the game, and I know I can't be the only one. Mm-hmm. Plus, they're still making sales um, for Witcher Three, which came out how many years ago? I think it was 2015, and, maybe. Yeah, and the game kind of recently, not like recently, like last week, but did recently come out on the Switch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's just one of those things that I can't completely discount it, but I'm I give it like maybe sixty five percent chance of happening. Yeah. Um, if it does happen, we would hear about it, you know, before the game launch. At least I hope before the game launch, because if it is coming to Game Pass, then I would need to cancel my pre order because there's no <laughs> point in buying the game if it's going to be on pre on Game Pass. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. I want just. Uh... Do you think there's a chance... I'm just throwing this out there, right? Do you think there's a chance they announce that at the Game Awards tomorrow? Or do you think uh, it's a bit too early? I don't think it's too early. It would explain the tweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, like I said, this is coming from the South Africa account, uh, Twitter account. So it's not like it's coming from Microsoft or uh, Major Nelson or anybody like that. So this is a fairly ancillary account, which is why I'm giving it as high as 65% as I am, just because it's from somebody that, you know, might know to time zones that it could come out. Let's say hypothetically it does come out at the game awards tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they wouldn't know the time zone difference off the top of their head. So they're like, eh, maybe this is okay to launch now. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> either that, or they do like an inside Xbox episode in two months or something. And they announce it then. So, Yes, interesting stuff. We shall see what happens. Uh, tomorrow is going to be some big announcements and some awards as well. Don't forget it is still an awards show. Some people seem to forget that, but anyway. Uh, we're getting both. Jeff Keighley is going to be hosting, of course. Do, you, do we know how long the show is? It's usually like four hours, isn't it? So I don't know. I don't even know when it's going to start because I'm going to be on the road. I won't get home until about 5 p.m. local time tomorrow. So mm-hmm. um, I think it starts... it's just one of those things. I think the pre-show is 5.30 Pacific time, or it starts at 5.30 Pacific time. I don't know if that's 30 minutes of pre-show. Um, I hope not, because that would put it at uh, 8.30 my time, and that put it at like 10.30 your time, wouldn't it? No, that puts it at 2 a.m. my time. Oh, uh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. 5, 8. So, yeah, that would put it at 2 a.m. your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 6 Pacific is uh, 2 a.m. my time. So, yeah, going to be watching that in the morning because I'm going to have to get up and do some, some things on that Friday. Anyway, um, yeah, we shall see you next week to discuss whatever the hell gets announced at the Game Awards. Oh, I was going to read out that um, rumoured leak thing, wasn't I? Yeah. Um, take this all with a huge grain of salt. I just thought that this was going to be a fun thing to just re- to just kind of read out. Don't take this as me saying that these things are going to happen. This is like leak stuff that got, um, and not from clickbait websites. This is someone posting on like a forum. And that sort of thing. So we'll, I'll read them out and then we'll discuss them after. <coughs> the first of which I hate. Um, Crash Bash is getting a remake for PS4. It comes out summer next year. That can, You can just forget that. Because um, I don't want that at all. And I've discussed that before. Uh, there's a reason everyone's talking about Banjo Redui. It's real. Being outsourced to a different company. Um, not Platonic. Uh, releases fall in 2020. Um, Beaker and Bunsen... Honeydew will come to on to announce the winner for best family game leading into the reveal of 
the Sleeper Hit um, PS Classic Muppet Race Mania getting a remake similar to CTR uh, for PS4 and Xbox and Steam. I don't even know what that is. So, uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Yes, we will see Ghost of Tsushima um, tomorrow for the Game Awards. That's been confirmed both on the stream and by Jeff Keighley and whatnot. So, we know we're going to see that. Uh, Sonic will make an appearance like uh, Jeff told us. Uh, I don't remember him saying that, but okay, that's on this list. Uh, jokes about the redesign, shows a new clip from the movie and teases a sequel to Sonic Mania and animated shorts. I don't know. Uh, Death Stranding is getting DLC around April next year. I don't think I need any more from that game unless it's a sequel. Because, like I said, the ending was really, really long. Uh, Fortnite finally revealed their collaboration with uh, Splatoon something months ago. Um, stylized inking cosplay skins and a paintball um, game mode. Uh, revealed it will be part of uh, Chapter 2 of Season 2. Uh, aren't they on Season what? Oh yeah, they're on Chapter 2 um, now, aren't they? Because they like restarted the game or whatever. Uh, Reggie will take to the stage to announce the winner of Best Fighting Game, leading to a hijack-like reveal similar to Joker's. If you remember, the screen went all funny like on purpose and whatnot uh, for last year's Joker reveal for Smash. Um, of Phoenix, uh, right for the fifth fighter in Smash Brothers. I suspect we will find out who the fifth fighter is. Um, at the Game Awards, because we found out about Joker last year. Uh, mm-hmm. Releasing in late January, tease DLC coming soon. Um, right, so let's move on to the next page. Banjo Redoey, I'm not making that up, that's what it says here. A remake of the first two Banjo games. Resident Evil 3 Remake announced the state of play, that was actually correct. Uh, fifth Fighter announced, I think that will probably happen. And then the one I most want to happen, uh, Crash Bandicoot and the Eternal Mask announced at the Game Awards. Hopefully that happens. Uh, Bayonetta 3, which has been in development for three years, I think. Two years, something like that. Um, gets a new trailer with a full 2020 release date. New South Park game. Rayman 2 Revelation Remake, Summer 2020. And take these last two with just a truckload of salt. Um, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Remake and GTA 6 revealed. <laughs> uh, those last two, I think, are a bit out there. But um, some of those things could happen. I mean, some of them have happened. Resident Evil did get uh, shown off. We know that um, uh, what's it, Ghost of Tsushima uh, will be there tomorrow. I'm probably saying that wrong, but Ghost of Tsushima. Um, Fifth Fighter, I think, is very, very likely just because of the whole Joker thing from last year, and it kind of makes sense. Um, I don't know about Banjo getting a remake. I don't know how likely that's going to be, but we shall see. Um, Which of those do you think are least likely to happen? Probably GTA 6. I really doubt we're going to see GTA 6 tomorrow. Oh, yeah, we're ninety-five percent. We're not going to see GTA Six. Mm-hmm. Um, what they might mean is like some update to GTA Online. Possibly, yeah. That would be more likely. Um, the uh, the Beaker and the other thing; those are characters from Jim Jim Henson's Muppets. I know Muppet means something different in UK slang, so that's why I had to clarify that. Okay. Um. So yeah, it's just their. Uh, um. They're, they're little puppet characters. Uh, they're a kind of sciencey thing. That's why one of them is named Beaker. Okay. Um, right. As for the racing game, I vaguely-ish remember it. And when I say vaguely-ish, I could say uh, maybe SNES it might have been. Um, Muppets really haven't been like super, super huge thing for a while, at least not in my radar. So. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so Crash Bash, you can forget that. Uh, Banjo Redo, I think, is possible. Um, Ghost of Tsushima, we know we're going to see that. Sonic is possible, because, of course, they could do maybe a little trailer, because the film's coming out in February. Uh, Death Stranding, I don't think is going to happen with DLC. Fortnite, I can see getting some sort of updates. Um, Reggie doing best fighting game and that, I think, is possible, and I do think we'll see a fifth fighter revealed tomorrow. Um, What else do we have? GTA 6, Tony Pro... Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, I think, are very, very unlikely. Rayman 2 is possible, I think. Because Rayman 2 hasn't exactly, like, died. It's had a couple of games in the last few years. South Park game, I think, is maybe possible? Uh, Not really, no. Because at least the ones that have come out have been, like, super high-end, super big-quality games in terms of their production value and their time. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was, what, a good two and a half, three years between Stick of Truth and Fractured But Whole. Mm-hmm. And those were like big, big games. Um, yeah. 
maybe some like really random late DLC game or like some really intentionally bad knockoff game that they put out for free. Like if they put out a kart racer game Mm -hmm. just to like make fun of kart racing games, I could kind of see that a little bit, but that's a lot of effort for a troll. Mm -hmm. I'm not putting that above them. You know, they put more (laughs) effort into trolls than that, but still. Mm -hmm. Um, Bayonetta 3, I think you could see a trailer for tomorrow. We haven't seen anything from that game in a while. Uh, Crash Bandicoot, I don't want to say how likely I think that's going to be just because I want it to happen so badly. Fifth Fighter, like I said, is probably going to be announced. Resident Evil 3 is already out there. Uh, What do you think of the Banjo remake? Do you think that's going to happen? It's entirely possible just because so many remakes have been happening of late. Yeah, yeah. I could kind of sort of see like a Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 remake just because 5 was so god-awful they need something to to kind of revive it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we shall see. Uh, so it's not completely like ridiculous. It's not like Xbox is buying Rockstar or something crazy. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, we shall see what is announced tomorrow or for me on Friday, I suppose. Um, and that's what we've got for you for this episode of Random Gaming Talk. Thank you all very much for listening. If you've listened this far, hopefully you have. Uh, you can find all the other content that we've got on EntertainmentTalk.org. By the way, if you want to do some. Uh, Two lots of voting, uh, both for the election tomorrow uh, for the UK. And if you want to vote on the Geek Town Awards, geektown.co.uk forward slash awards, uh, you can win a prize, actually, uh, if you are, I don't know, selected, whatever the case is. Um, yeah, go over to there and uh, vote for your favourite shows, games, and films for the year. There's different selections. Just fill that form out and then submit it, and then you'll be entered into the draw to win some... I can't remember exactly what it is, but to win some cool stuff. So, uh, uh, for, uh, for clarification, the prizes are for the Geek Town Awards. Voting in the election just makes you feel less bad if the person you yeah, vote you won't, wins. Yeah, you won't win anything if you vote on the election. <laughs> no. You, just, you won't lose as much. There's a difference. Right, right. But you could win something if you vote on the Geek Town Awards. So, yeah, just to make those two things very separate and very clear um plus one is the deadline tomorrow which is the election and one is the the deadline for voting on the geek town awards is the last day of the year so just make sure you get your vote in for that still got a couple of weeks so make sure you do that as well uh i suppose i'll be voting on the election tomorrow so that'll be fun uh even though it won't be but anyway we're not here to talk about elections we're here to finish off the podcast for video games thank you very much for listening entertainmenttalk.org i've already said that uh i've already said where you can write in and all that sort of thing so please make sure to do that let us know what you think of the game awards and everything else um support the podcast support entertainment talk if, you, if you'd like to do that uh patreon please check out the one dollar and three dollar level tiers uh amazon affiliate link if you're shopping for christmas or yourself or both you can use our affiliate link that's where we'll get a small cut of what you spend it won't cost you extra iTunes feeds, please write, review, and subscribe to those. Uh, word of mouth, of course, please tell your friends, family, people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds. That helps us out as well. Uh, share them on Facebook, retweet them on Twitter, and if you're allowed to, put them in different Facebook groups. And last thing, video games. If you want to watch me play Call of Duty and see my face, you can watch me on Twitch. You can also see David on Twitch and Robert streams on Mixer sometimes as well. Uh, and, of course, look out for Let's Play Sundays. Thank you all very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.